An entitled mother comes into our shop and wants me to give her a 130 euro mechanical keyboard for free because her son is a professional gamer. That's her reasoning. When I said no, that's when things started getting wild. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. So I'll tell a little backstory. In Finland, we have this thing called TET, T-E-T, which is like a work experience thing. You do it while you're in the eighth grade and it lasts a week. I was 14 and I had taken a job in a tech store. It was good. I am somewhat nerdy and I know about technology and computers. And this is all translated from the Finnish conversation, the argument. So my English might have some mistakes. So I had been working there for a few days and it was Thursday around 2 p.m. I had about an hour of work time since the TET rule said that the work time was six hours. I was behind a cash register desk filling the cabinets with some phones that had arrived in the shipment that day. Then the entitled mother and the entitled esports kid entered. The store manager was in the storage. The mom was in her 40s and the kid was about 11 to 13 years old. I say, hello, welcome to the tech store. How can I help you? Um, good afternoon. Afternoon. My son is looking for a keyboard. <laughs> I pointed to my left where the gaming products were and there were mostly Razer products available. The others were sold out and the store didn't have much of the accessories. On that shelf, feel free to look around. Uh, thanks. The entitled mother and the entitled esports kid walked over and I kept on filling the cabinet. I heard some discussion from behind me, but I didn't bother to listen. Sometime later, I was done and I looked over to them. They were looking at the prices and thinking about it. I said, need some help? Yeah, I don't understand the difference between this black ultimate chroma and this ornata chroma. They look alike. Can you please tell me the difference? The entitled esports kid chimed in and said, Mom, the Black Widow is better. It's mechanical like I told you. I told them, your son is right. The difference is that the Black Widow is mechanical and has a faster response time than the ornata, which is mechanical. The Black Widow was also more expensive, but that is logical since it was mechanical. The entitled mother looked over to the entitled kid who was then smiling. And um, we'll take this one then. The entitled mother walked to the register and I scanned the barcode. The keyboard was 129 euros. All right, ma'am, that will be 129 euros. What do you mean 130 euros for a piece of plastic? What the heck? Calm down, ma'am. It's the normal price. My son plays competitively. He needs this. Really? What does he play? The entitled esports kid looked at me and said, I play CSGO in a professional team. I just looked at him, Holding my laughter. This kid had just told me that he plays a K16 game professionally. It was hilarious. K16 is the equivalent of the ESRB rating, 14. I respond back sarcastically saying, Oh, really? What is the team name? The kid smiled more. His smile kind of looked like a troll face. Our team is called Killer B Esports. That's the name translated, of course. I just burst into laughter. This kid had just told me of a group that I didn't know of. Then while laughing, I said, hold on, I'll check. I looked up this team on my phone. I found a Steam group and I looked at it. One of the members was called Gay Swede Wiener 69. I was laughing so hard because the kid was so serious about being professional. I'm sorry, kid, but this gaming group is far from professional. Even if you were professionals, I couldn't give you this keyboard for free since you aren't sponsored by us. This store was a part of a chain. The mom was looking at me very angry. And then she said, and what exactly are you laughing at? He is a professional gamer. He is good. I have watched him play. We need to get this for free. You are so rude, young man. Yeah, I'm sorry, but he's not a professional. I see no awards or anything to reference any sort of esports activity. The entitled esports.
Sports Kid said, I used to play for the 3D Max Juniors. That doesn't exist and isn't even finished. I just laughed even harder. I couldn't help it. This kid was so bad at lying. Are you kidding me? Look at you. You're not old enough to play CSGO. Not professionally. He's underage. That's your best argument. How old are you? I'm 14. You are 14 and you call my son underage? Shame on you. It's my TET week, so it's part time. The entitled mother was looking at her son with a weird smile and the kid smiled back. She turned to me and said, Well, I'll make a compromise. I will pay the full price. I was getting suspicious from the tone of her voice, which had turned to a kind and soft voice. So I said, and? And I get those headphones from the shelf. Pointing to a pair of Razer Kraken 7.1 S's, which are about 110 euros themselves. For free. I looked at her with an annoyed gaze and stayed quiet for a moment. Are you kidding me? You're asking for a keyboard and a headset for the price of one? I explained to her that we have some bundles sometimes, but she can't just make one out of thin air. She just looked at me annoyed. Let me speak to your manager. Okay. I point to the security cameras and say, don't think of trying to leave. You have the cameras watching you. I walk into the warehouse and I call for the store manager, Pekka, to come and help me with a customer. Surprisingly, the entitled mother and the esports entitled kid hadn't left. Hello, ma'am. I'm Pekka. What seems to be the problem? Your part-time employee is rude to me and makes fun of my son. That's not entirely true. She claimed her son is a professional gamer and a team, and they are trying to get the equipment for free. Ma'am, is this true? No, he's lying. The manager was just there, looking at the angry mom, her kid, and me. That's fine, ma'am. I'll check the camera recordings. He said that and went into the security room, and sometime later he came out. So, ma'am, I have to ask you to pay for the keyboard and leave. What the frick? He is rude to me and my son. We need these for free. My son is traumatized after your behavior. Ma'am, the other option is for you not to pay and leave without the keyboard. The entitled mother just looked at him and hesitantly paid for the keyboard and was about to leave until she yelled from the door. You lost a customer for life. I am not coming back here ever again. Despite her actions, my work experience went well. I got good points for the work and sometimes when I go into the store, I talk with Pekka about the pro player kid and we have a laugh. Surprisingly, the entitled mother nor the esports kid never visited the store ever again. So, was I the jerk for how I handled the situation? It obviously didn't help the situation that he burst out laughing because this kid said he was on a professional team for CSGO, but he wanted to call him out, so he did. It's just hilarious that the entitled mom here thought that she was making a compromise by agreeing to pay the full price only if they gave her the full 110 euro headphones as well. Maybe she just thought that nobody would ever want this stuff, so I'll take it off your hands. Kind of like the approach that some people go into garage sales with where they say, hey, you have it out here for sale. You don't want it. So I'll take it off your hands if you just give it all to me for this price. But it's strange that she would do that in a retail shop in a tech store where normally you wouldn't bargain for anything if it's a new product. And one of the main reasons for that is because the person who's selling it to you has no say of whether or not they can do that. And also they don't make the money off the sale directly. So it doesn't really matter to them if the sale actually happens or not, unless there's commission involved. But the best rationale of all is my son is a professional. Therefore, you should give it to him 
them for free. Yeah, that works in all industries that have professionals in them. So let me know how you would handle this if you were the worker in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why. My former co-workers are telling me that my old boss talks to them about, quote, all the issues that I'm having. I found out that my therapist is my old boss's husband. I started seeing a therapist a couple of months ago. Nothing wild, just general depression, winter weather getting to me, etc. It's been very helpful until recently. In the last few days, two of my old co-workers called me to say that my old boss was saying things like, OP basically hates herself now. I heard she's not doing well, really depressed. These were phone calls and I didn't record anything because it was so unexpected. My old boss fired me in June of 2017. We didn't get along. General underperformance, no misconduct, just obviously didn't leave on great terms. At first, I thought it might be a friend of mine divulging things to another friend in the industry. But then after looking up said old boss, I see that her husband is my therapist. A very common last name, so I never realized they were related. I realized this is obviously problematic with a therapist, but I'm not sure what to do about it. He practices out of a leased single office space, so there's no overarching practice slash management slash administration to report to. I also don't know if what my old boss is saying is getting into legal issues or if it's just, well, rude. I still live in the same city and work the same type of job in a rather small slash close-knit industry. So on one hand, I'm worried about word traveling around our small community. But on the other hand, I'm worried about bad blood if I make too much of a fuss. Please help. A small edit from the future, I'm now feeling reasonably confident about where to start with a therapist. Thank you. However, I feel completely lost about what to do about my old boss. Contact HR and the old employer. Hope it just dies down. At this point, I have no proof that I could show. Just saying I got phone calls and I don't really want to pit my old co-workers against their boss if that can be avoided. Jumping into the future, there is an update. So my old boss was telling my old team that I was having a ton of issues. I found out my therapist is her husband, but I didn't know how she was finding this out slash to what degree each person was doing bad stuff. That's what happened so far. The new development summary is there's still a lot of slow slash bureaucratic stuff going on, but the most satisfying news is that my therapist is no longer practicing. I even saw the space that he practiced out of listed for sale on a real estate website while doing my own house hunting. The therapist was chatting about a client, me, to his wife, my old boss, that it seemed he didn't really know was his wife's old employee. Large company, closely knit, but not minuscule industry. I have a very peculiar family dynamic, so I think he talked about that. However, enough bits and pieces of identifying information came up that she suspected it was me. Unbeknownst to him, she found my paper records in his office and dug through them, then thought it was a great idea to tell my old co-workers that I was depressed and had family issues. Neat. One of my co-workers put in her two weeks because of a relocating spouse shortly after, then agreed to write a formal statement of what she had heard, which also helped a lot. Understandably, no one else was willing to because the company's already laid off so many people in the last year. Resolution in progress. The therapist seems to be less in the wrong than I thought he was, though still in the wrong. The old boss is still awful. The therapist is likely to receive some sort of reprimanding for both talking to his wife about me in that level of detail, as well as insecure record keeping. I don't know if he'll practice ever again. So am I the jerk for how things turned out? The therapist might actually end up losing his entire career over this, it sounds like. And if that ends up happening, I can't imagine there's not going to be some sort of resentment between him and his wife, because he's probably going to see it as her being careless and just telling random people things that he told her in private. That's the kind of thing that can lead to a divorce. But all of that aside, talking about in the first place is a huge violation of privacy. The OP here is obviously 
obviously going here to say something in private to someone that she is paying for a service and then he's going out and telling other people. And even if that usually leads to nothing, in this case it led to something because the wife was able to tell who he was talking about based on some of the details. And she didn't even leave it at that. She actually went into his files, confirmed that it was about the OP, and then told everybody. So the therapist violated the OP's privacy by talking about it in the first place. The wife violated the therapist's privacy by going through all of his things. It's an awful situation where against your will, all these other people know your personal business. I know for most people that would make them pretty mad. But if this was you in this situation, how would you handle it? Let me know down below in jerk or not a jerk and why. My coworker adopted a kid from the Ukraine a couple of years ago. Now she's going around asking us to adopt him and writing about giving him away on Facebook. So my coworker is kind of a weirdo. I'll call her Mary for the sake of this post. Her and her husband are one of those people that have a ton of adopted kids, eight so far, and are super religious to each his own. Mary enjoys telling everyone at work her business. So when she decided to adopt a kid from the Ukraine, everyone heard about it. She went with an older kid because it was easier for her and her husband, she says. This was two years ago. Mary has asked me to babysit the boy a couple of times. I'll call him Tony. And it's never been a problem because I like kids. I didn't see any glaring problems besides Mary's constant dramatics about how awful the kid was. And he seemed to like being over. It's just me and my boyfriend here and our place is small but clean and really well kept. Mary's house is disgusting, for lack of a better word. Mary would constantly harp about how much Tony liked it at our house. But I just chalked it up to the kid having a good time. Lately, Mary has been in work talking to anyone that'll listen about how awful Tony is, how horrible he is to the other kids, and how she is going to get rid of him. She sent out a mass email to everyone in our department asking if someone wanted to take her kid from her. She calls it rehoming and that it's okay. I logged onto Facebook today and same story. She has pictures of Tony posted to her timeline, advertising him for re-adoption and to contact her if interested. I haven't replied to her email yet and I haven't commented on her post but I'm this close to ripping into her for what she's doing. She's crossed the line from weird into full-blown psycho. Should I call CPS? I called the police just now and they sounded completely confused on what to do. They agreed to do a welfare check. The post is still up. Is this really legal? I don't know much about adoption and a quick search for rehoming gets me mostly results about animals. Does anyone have any advice? Quick edit. Poop has hit the fan. There is mass insanity right now, but I'll have an update for everyone tonight. Most importantly, the kids are safe. Update from the future. Now that the dust has settled a bit, I'm honestly kind of overwhelmed by the number of people that went to huge lengths to tell me about just how serious this situation was slash is, deep dived on resources, etc. I got private messages from people who worked for local and state governments and private agencies that were outside of my state but offered their contacts. I had people that spoke Russian and Ukrainian offering up help to contact the Ukrainian embassy and offered me contact information from embassy departments. People even contacted us offering money for Tony's immediate needs in the event that we decided to take him in. I am sincerely touched by the genuine concern all of you had for Tony and his siblings. I hope one day I can tell Tony that despite everything that's happened, there's people out there like you guys that care about him. The information you guys gave us helped us act fast and got the ball rolling on the situation faster than me and my boyfriend would have figured out alone. 
I talked with the cops about the situation and honestly, they were just as confused as I was. The person I talked to on the phone was just as stumped, but he agreed that at a minimum, they did need to do a welfare check. I've had experiences with welfare checks before and I had the nagging feeling that something just wouldn't go right. Someone private messaged me the priority line for my state's CPS hotline. I got someone on the phone right away and as soon as I mentioned that trafficking could be going on and that she was advertising the kid on Facebook, it was a public post here too people, they acted with a quickness. I gave them all the information I had on Mary and Tony and all the information I had from Mary about Tony's adoption. The person I spoke to right away said that she suspected that the adoption might not even be legal. I was floored. I emailed all the screenshots I had to the person I spoke with and asked for a follow-up if that was at all possible. I said that myself and my boyfriend were willing to take Tony on a temporary basis if necessary, but the CPS representative said that that likely wasn't possible. Then the waiting game began. Last night was probably the most stressful night I've ever had hell at one point. I was ready to drive out to Mary's house myself, but was stopped by my boyfriend. It was tough. The cops followed up with us at approximately 2 a.m. Note that I haven't heard from CPS. The officer I spoke with was very cautious and limited in what he said, but he told me that CPS arrived at the home shortly after he did. In not so many words, he implied that Mary had been talking to someone about meeting Tony the very next day, and that CPS's suspicions were confirmed. Tony's adoption was not legal. Tony was rehomed to Mary and her husband husband from another state where placement needs to be approved by a judge. He didn't elaborate further except to say that other issues came to light and all of the children were removed from the home for their own safety. He didn't say how long they were there but said it was a long time. I was asked to drop off all emails and printouts to the station in the morning and I agreed. My boyfriend and I wanted to make doubly sure that all of our bases were checked, so I called our local FBI office who said they lacked jurisdiction in the matter but would be writing up a complaint and referring the issue to the State Department. We called the Ukrainian embassy and made a detailed complaint, and I included the contact information I had for the officer from the department. That's when it really hit the fan. The moment I went into work to print out the email. Our company is pretty small and the company owner, I'll call her Big Ainge because of her resemblance to the mob wives lady, she had gotten wind of Mary's email. Big Ainge was furious and waiting at Mary's desk to see if she would show up for work. My friend reported that Big Ainge waited from 7.15am to 9.30am and that Mary came to work with a sob story about how her kids were being unfairly taken away. Mary wanted time off from work to clear her name and devote herself to reclaiming her family from this misunderstanding. I wasn't there to witness this, but Big Ainge, who has six kids herself, apparently rip Mary a new one. Mary has been dismissed and rumor has it that Big Ainge may or may not allow her to claim unemployment. My head is honestly still spinning from everything that has happened. The past 24 hours have been insanity. I am so grateful that the system worked as quickly as it did. I only hope there's a long-term solution to this problem and that Mary doesn't get to reclaim her kids. My heart is breaking for Tony and the other kids right now. I don't know what is happening in Mary's house that made them get removed that night, but I'm going to sleep better knowing that they aren't with psycho Mary and her husband at least not for a while. What the future holds for Tony and the other kids, especially because Tony's adoption was apparently illegal, makes me sick, but I'm going to wish for the best. What should I do? 
I think that is the biggest question in the short term. What is it that they found in the house that night that made them act so urgently that they got all the kids to safety right away? We already know that as the OP describes here, Mary's house is disgusting. So it could be something as simple as that. The cops walked in and said, these are unlivable conditions. This is disgusting in here and took all of them out of there. Or maybe it was something much darker. We really don't know. I'm sure a lot of you guys have theories on what it could be. So let me know down below what you think it might be. But this is just a strange situation. I've never heard of somebody adopting a kid not fostering them, but adopting them. I'm sure this does happen, but it probably doesn't happen on Facebook. It probably happens through some sort of official means where you're not just handing them off to a random person on your Facebook. How could that have even worked anyway? Even if they did say yes, I doubt it's like signing over a pink slip to a car and saying, okay, you own this car now. You own this person now. There's got to be a lot more red tape than that. But maybe she was just waiting until he turned of age and then it would all fade away and everything that happened before wouldn't matter. It's just such a weird thought process. Process, but let me know how you see the situation down below and what advice would you offer? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.